Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the Brother Sister Show, a family-owned and operated podcast where two siblings keep in touch by talking about movies. This week, we're talking about Anthony's pick, Unsane. Or are we? (laughs) (sighs) We'll talk about it. (laughs) Before we get into that, howdy, Anthony. How are you? Please tell us what you did. Tell us what you did. I did a dumb, okay? (laughs) I... Yesterday we okay, so we we try to we normally try to record on Sundays. That's our like day. Yeah, it's pretty and sporadic, but I think Sundays have been good for us. Yeah, we've been we've been steadily for the past couple of weeks recording on on Sundays. Mm-hmm. But we aim for like five o'clock, and I was like, all right, I'll just watch it. Start watching the movie at, at three. <laughs> And I watched the wrong movie. I watched a completely wrong movie. I brought up the podcast notes because we have a Google Doc with all of the notes Livia takes. And I I looked and it said Unsane and I was like, holy shit, I watched the wrong movie. God, I wish I could have seen just your reaction. Kayla was in the room with me and I was like... (laughs) I just watched the wrong movie, Kayla. And she was like, what? <laughs> How so did I you... changed. Sorry, go on. Because originally I was going to pick Overlord. Mm-hmm. That was off the, the podcast, right? You didn't yeah, that was movie. like, I was like, I changed mid-podcast. Mm-hmm. So I just had it in my mind. I didn't even look. Normally I look just to confirm or I listen to the end of the episode just to confirm. But I was, I was just too confident. And that's what let me down. <laughs> It was terrible. I feel so bad. I mean, it was fine. So I just, <laughs> I just watched the movie. You know, I just watched it to watch it. So uh, nothing else has happened like in my life. So I watched it, Overlord. <laughs> There's this one line in that movie. Oh. I don't know what it is. It's like, do you know the premise of it? No, I know it's like Nazis or something. Yeah, it's like on D Day and. Uh, like a uh, a group of American soldiers are trying to like infiltrate a lab or a church, whatever. But they see like some zombie type stuff where Nazis are doing some Nazi stuff with their science and experiments. Mm-hmm. But there's this one line where one of the Nazi generals asks one of the I'm not gonna spoil it, but asks one of the American soldiers a questions. And the response is something to the effect of, I don't feel very good at all. <laughs> and I, I, I had to stop for a second. I was like, wow, this is bad. And I was, I was genuinely excited to talk about it on the podcast, but <laughs> we'll talk about it some other time. Probably not. I'm not going to pick it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Maybe <laughs> No, probably not. That's so funny. I just want to know the feeling you had of like seeing that and just your stomach dropping and being like, fuck. Because, well, you didn't even set this like the scene. Well, you kind of did. But basically, I was like, I think I texted you or you said that you're almost ready. And I was like, okay. And this was like five o'clock when we were supposed to record. And then you called me and you were like, oh my God. (laughs) So it's not like it was you know, Sunday morning, you could correct it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> It was record. minutes before we were going to record. I had uh, just finished the movie. And I timed it perfectly. So it would be 
around the time that we were going to record. Have you learned your lesson? Uh, probably not. I feel like it's going to happen, you, but I know. But why do you watch them so close to recording? I like to, I like them to be fresh on my mind. Oh, okay. Because I don't take any notes. Mm. So I just like them being fresh on it, it, the the show or no, not the show. I like the movie being fresh on my mind. So I, yeah. I try to watch it as close as possible. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I was going to be, I was, I was like, I considered not even telling you and just being like pretending to watch the movie, oh, that <laughs> just reading so the synopsis real fast, but that would have been bad. So I wonder how long you could have. I guess we'll we'll get into it, but I wonder how long you could have how like held up that ruse. I think I could have done it. I don't know. I mean, I was I don't want to like talk shit, but I do most of the like movie talking. I do ask you questions, though. I have made a note where I'm like, because I listen to most of the episodes, and I'm like, I feel bad that I'm mainly the one talking. Nah. But so I'm trying to formulate questions, and this time too, it's funny. I think I had somewhere I was like, okay, this time. During the, we're talking when we're talking about this, I'll like think of a question to ask him. So that would have been funny to like have the both of those things play at <laughs> once for like you're like oh well she talks the whole time anyway so I don't even have to do anything and then I'm like you know what I need to vo- involve Anthony <laughs> <laughs> at the same yeah. time. <laughs> well, I watched it. I did watch it. <sighs> all right. Is I'm that, glad that's, I did. That's all. Oh well, you don't have anything else that you've watched that you want to talk about? I have. Three other things. Lovecraft Country. Just, How is it? Do you understand it? I do. It's all coming together. I actually really like this episode. This episode kind of put a lot of things together, especially from the first episode. Like, if you guys have seen it, the fir- like opening scene is like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. But it, it, I, I really liked it. I really liked this episode a lot, and... I honestly want to go back and rewatch the first episode because I feel like I'll just gain a whole new appreciation for it. If you watch it, I'd love to talk about it because it was actually really, really cool. Because this episode, I don't know if it's... Nah, it's a spoiler. I won't get into it, but it's it's a good one. And uh, so that, and then there's two other movies. Hubie Halloween... <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of watched it. Like I had it on the background when I was doing, I had to do some just like extra work this weekend and it was on the background. So I don't really know much of what happened, but I, I watched it and I still don't know what happened. Why does Adam Sandler do that voice? That's what Kayla said as when, when we put it on, she's like, why does he love playing this character? Yeah. It's very strange. I don't know. I like Adam Sandler. I liked there's this one part that I liked was like the there's like two running gags in that movie mm-hmm. where he's riding a bike and just people keep on throwing stuff at him and he has to dodge it. I don't know yeah. why I like that bit a lot. And his like Swiss Army thermos where he had like a screwdriver in his thermos, like a vacuum. He had like a bunch of stuff in in that little thermos. I thought was pretty funny, but it it was a. It was a movie. Yeah, I don't know. I saw I saw people talking about it, and I, I think I talked to mom, like, really briefly about it, where she was like, it's basically his other movies. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The, 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 uh, the voice just really got to me. I did like at the very beginning, I should have asked mom and dad, 
um, I think I'm, I'm probably dumb and everybody's like, of course, that's what that is. But I think at the beginning, whenever they were showing like somebody breaking out of the whatever facility that was like a jail, I don't know what the hell it was. Um, like Ben Stiller was in it. And I think, isn't that the same character he did in, um, was it not happy? Gil- yeah. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. 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 That's the same guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Cause I understood that reference, but I didn't know if I was dumb and I was like, Ooh, you know, and everybody was like, yeah, of course, but nobody's talking about that though. I don't know if that's like not a big deal. Uh, I don't know. I guess I it's a, there's like certain people that you expect when you watch an Adam Sandler movie. And I, I don't think I I would expect Ben Stiller to be in it. So I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, there's another cameo in it. And that cameo is my favorite part of that movie. It's oh, so wait, funny. There's just one, like three seconds that I just, I couldn't stop laughing. What cameo? I don't want to spoil it. I watched the same movie as you. Really? I told you I watched it. It's Shaq. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Shaq is in it, yeah. That, I that like part. His, oh, I, I like his, um, the, guy, the, the girl that plays his wife. God, yeah. What is her name? She's I don't a know really her name funny either. comedian. I love her. You need to watch. There's. I'll send you this one. I guess everybody could watch it. Call it, I think it's called like the early show, earliest show, the thing that Ben oh, Schwartz yeah. and Lauren Lapkus did. Um, there's an episode that she's in it. She's like one of the segment people where she's like doing a workout with them. And mm-hmm. it's so funny. That whole series is really funny, but yeah. I forgot about that. I don't think I watched that movie. I can't claim it because I don't remember anything. I just remember that that guy, <laughs> this is a very specific thing for a specific person, but I know I knew I didn't like the movie when I saw like one of the bad guys was the guy from a movie that mom likes Goodfellas, I think. And he, he just looks like a villain. I I hate he, I just, that actor, I cannot watch anything he's in. What guy? God, what the fuck is his name? What in the, in the movie, what character is he? Um, I don't don't know. I, I just remember his dad died and they were at his funeral. Oh, Ray Liotta. He's the rock in, or not the rock, but the rock is Dwayne Johnson. He's Dwayne Johnson in the Fantastic Four. No, 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 no. You're talking about, I'm talking about somebody else. That's the priest. Uh, I'm talking about the son. It's Ray Liotta. I hate him. (laughs) Ray. I need to see a a picture. I don't hate him. I just, it just reminds me of that movie and mom used to watch it all the fucking time. Oh, he is kind of, he's like And he, he looks plays like, like a the creepy f- guy. Like I do remember the one part I, I can't believe we're talking this much about this movie, but there was a part where he was like at some party and he was like flirting with one of the girls there and I think they're supposed to be in high school and it just was really weird. Oh yeah, there's a lot of this movie that was a little weird. Yeah, he looks like Yeah, I don't like his face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it just reminds me. I don't want to like. I don't know. It, it just reminds me of that movie. And mom used to always watch that fucking movie, and I hate that movie. <laughs> well, a, a good movie that I saw mm-hmm. was the autopsy of Jane Doe. Ooh, that was it. Was recommended to me by David, 
and it was creepy as hell. Have I not told you about it? Maybe, but... Uh, you never I, watch the shit I tell you to watch. Yeah, but you never watch the stuff that I tell you to watch. <sighs> True. I, I hate, like... When people cut into skulls, like when they rip skin off, because I feel like it's happening to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and oh, okay. this movie is is like, <coughs> it's a, you go through an autopsy, so it's just like, I just was like super, I guess cringe is the word. I don't know. I just felt like, I uh, felt like it was happening to me. But once, it was pretty good. I, I like the- specific thing that I really like from that movie, um, just real quick, is- the use of, you know, those mirrors that people have on like the corners of hallways so that you can see if somebody else is coming. Yeah. A great use of that. Sorry, go on. Yeah, very, very good. That's that's all I got. Good movie. I'd recommend watching it. It's a spooky, spooky movie. I think it's on. I want to see Netflix, it's on I think. Okay. Maybe it'll be my movie for today. Oh, really? Yeah, because I don't. I mean, I have a list that I just randomly pick from. But I do really like that movie. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Well. Oh, before we maybe before we move on to my watches, we haven't revisited. Like I feel like we talked about our apartments a lot, and we haven't talked about like an update or anything. Is y'all the same? Like, have you added anything? Uh, the only thing I think I talked about the patio, we kind of changed, add some tile mm-hmm. and had a, had a mini, we had some like flowers. Uh, I don't think anything else has changed. We got groceries this past weekend. <laughs> well, I've oh. noticed that you're learning to cook and I will say I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of expose you whenever me and you lived under the same roof. I had to teach you how to make eggs. So to see you send us stuff that you make is nice to see that you're you're becoming an adult. Yeah, I mean that is a good foundation. So I will thank you for that because the eggs that that scrambled goes a long eggs, way. By the way, it's not even just like a, a hard way to cook eggs. It's just scrambled. <laughs> you didn't know. Yeah. Oh, and, I mean, and then watching you make a peanut butter sandwich is like the the saddest thing, saddest and scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've that was upgraded. like watching an autopsy, <laughs> <laughs> like a butchered autopsy. I have upgraded to uncrustables. I got some uncrustables. Have you seen the taco ones that people are talking about on like TikTok? Oh, uh, it looks disgusting. Oof. I don't even want to talk about it. That makes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been cooking more. I, I mainly wash the dishes and like clean mm-hmm. up because I'm the one here all the time. I never leave. <laughs> oh, I tested negative for COVID. That happened. Oh, congrats. Thank you. That's what happens when you don't go anywhere. <laughs> they say when you're an Aggie. <laughs> when you're an Ag. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and Kayla and I are joining a uh intramural cult. kickball league. Uh, which mm. might be a cult. Who knows? We'll see. First game's Wednesday. Mask masks everywhere. So that'll be cool. That's fun. Just to get out once a week, you know. They're still doing that? 
Or like, well, so intramural, like, is it in your apartment complex or just you just signed up for a random one? No, you sign up through the school. Uh, it's like only students and it's outdoors. It's at a, at like a soccer field or a bunch of soccer fields. And Do you have a name for your team? Uh, Kicks and Giggles. <laughs> yeah. I had a trivia team one time and we were called the Red Hot Trivia Peppers, I think. Do you want me to cut that out? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would appreciate it, you bitch. I thought you liked the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, that's good. You're like the only <laughs> teenage, or you're not teenage. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> How old are you? You're the only 20 year old in America that likes the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Bro. I'll gladly wear that title. <laughs> like a badge of honor. <sighs> Alrighty. Well, let's What's with your apartment? Oh, um, I hung up a lot of stuff. I think I was like, I was waiting to hang up stuff in my little office area and then stuff. I, I collect a lot of thrift store art and I was just waiting to hang it up, but I don't know why. So I just hung up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm good at hanging things up though (laughs) especially with frames because i don't really care if it's level i mean i care if it's level i'm not going to use like a an actual leveling thing but oh my goodness sometimes my stuff is crooked and then i also don't really measure it out i kind of eyeball it (laughs) so i don't know if it looks good but i like it um and i'm excited to get more art now i feel like i wanted to go get more stuff to hang up. But I was like, no, I need to hang up the stuff I currently have. Um, and it feels nice now that I can like get more stuff to add to my walls. And then I hung up my degree. So I feel accomplished. I'm reminded, you know, that I did it. I don't know. I don't, it's, I don't even know why I have it (laughs) like in my apartment. Who's going to come and see it. But I guess it's nice to have, but, um, oh, one thing I did do, I have, so I got a new record player for my birthday and I have it on top of these like Ikea cubicle shelves. You know which one I'm talking about? That's like a square. Um, but I realized, I thought it was a shadow this whole time, but I realized because it was in my sunroom at my old apartment, it started to yellow. (laughs) What the? And so I was like, fuck, like, I don't want to get a new thing. I, I do want to get something else, but I, I don't want to get it now. I want to have like this one and I want it to be presentable. So I didn't know what to do, but I remembered I had washi tape. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's, it's like decorative tape. I think it has mm-hmm. like a certain texture to it. Maybe that's why it's called that. I don't know. But I was like, oh, I wonder if I just do it from the like the front, if I just cover it. And I did, and I think it looks okay. From the side, it kind of looks janky, but from, like, the front, I like it. And I think I'm going to use the washi tape for, like, more stuff because I have an entire wall in my bedroom that has nothing on it. And I don't really want to, like, I have three places where I'm hanging up just, like, a collage of art. I think people call it, like, a gallery wall. And so I'm trying to figure out, yeah, maybe I can send her pictures of mine and she'll appreciate them because I'm really proud of them so far. But 
I have an entire wall that I don't really know what to do with. But I saw people use, sometimes they use washi tape to kind of make like a fake wallpaper effect thing, like a bunch of like X's or a bunch of like lines to make it look decorative. I don't know. Yeah. You should look at mom's. I mean, mom has one like on the, like this, the wall that shares, that's a, I know, no, the stairs. But I'm saying I, for this wall specifically, I don't want to do that. Oh, okay. Because it's such a big wall that I, I, I don't know yet. I just feel like that's too many gallery walls to have within one apartment because I currently have three going right now. <laughs> so I'm just gotcha. saying like I have a huge wall that I don't know what to do with. So if anybody has any like tips or any ideas or something that they did, I don't really want to use. I A lot of people keep telling me use wallpaper, like the ones that you can take off, but you can like cut off. So, but I read somewhere that because my wall is textured, that it could like, if when I peel it off, when I move that it could, um, take some of the paint, like uh paint with it. Yeah. My, and because it's textured, whenever I try to put it on, then it's impossible to get rid of air bubbles. Yeah. So I don't want to do wallpaper, but I do want something decorative, but I don't want it to be like an entire gallery wall because it's such a big wall but i don't know we'll see but yeah okay let's move on to stuff i've watched so i also have three things the first one is a show on netflix that keeps getting recommended to me so i was like fine i'll fucking watch it (laughs) it's a show called away have you seen it i'm sure it's like a an astronaut show and the uh, the person on the poster is Hillary Swank, so I'm sure you've seen it if you've been on Netflix in the past like month. No. No. Wait, maybe. It's just familiar, actually. It's I don't know. It's kind of like it felt like a what's the word? Like a not a novella. I guess a novella. But what is oh soap opera? It felt kind of like a like a really like not as dramatic soap opera in space. You know, it was just like a drama, but nobody was uh, talking about the fact that they were going to space. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know if I liked it, but it, it just also made me question the shit that Netflix is putting their money into because they, at the same breath of like them having this show where I was like, I could have like, I don't know why they made the show. And then mm-hmm. they canceled Glow. <laughs> it was like, yeah. well, that was good. Why would you cancel that? And you already told them you're going to make a fourth season. And then you just reverse that. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Give the money. Like, this show, because it's set in space, it's, like, half in space and then half in, like, Houston. You That's so much money. And the show was not worth it. Like, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. even remember what happened. Like, it instantly left my brain. But that's my little rant for the day. And then I watched a movie on Shudder because I'm trying to make the most out of my subscription because it's ending in, like, four days. Um, All right. So I watched a movie called Scare Me. Have you heard of that one? No. Did it scare you though? No. Well, kind of. It's very good. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. I mean, it's super funny because the director, um, I think you would know who the director is. The director is Josh Rubin. Oh, yeah. He was on College Humor stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, he wrote and directed it, I think. And he's also in it. And he's really funny in it. Um, and it, it's it's unlike... I wish you had Shudder so you could watch it too. Because it's unlike any 
It's unlike any scary movie I've seen recently. Oh. I really liked it. And I also, he was on um, a podcast I talk about all the time because my friend hosts it, but he's right behind you. They did a episode with him and he was like talking, the first half he's talking about the movie and just the way he talked about it, how passionate he was about scary movies. Um, <clears throat> I think you would appreciate too, he was saying, he was giving like kind of some insight into how he decided to make a scary movie because He's a comedian, so it kind of, you wouldn't think that would be it, but he was just saying how, like, it's it's smart to do it that way because the way he did it, it was a lot of, like, he does impressions, so it's a lot of voice and, like, audio stuff so that right. you don't have to spend a lot of money on special effects, and it's just easier to market a scary movie, too, so you're going to get, you're more than likely going to get the budget for it because they studios know that they can sell it. Mm-hmm. And it just felt really smart. Um, and just cool. the way he talked about like the inspiration behind it was really cool. Um, so yeah, listen to their podcast and then watch the movie because it was pretty good. And then another scary movie that I remembered that I watched a long time ago and I wanted Sebastian to watch it is one called Atrocious. The thing is, when I first watched it, so it's in Spanish. And when I first watched it, I had subtitles. The second time... I found it on YouTube for free, but the caveat was that it didn't have subtitles this time. But Sebastian does know Spanish, and I have seen it before, so I was like, we can do this. <laughs> and <laughs> we can make it I work. do well, and the thing too is um I I know a lot more Spanish than I think I do. So and it also helped that I just knew what was gonna happen. Um, but yeah, if you don't mind watching a movie in spanish then it's very good i think it's pretty scary um and it held up because i watched it like a long time ago but yeah nice so that's what i've been watching i don't have any movie news i guess glow was the movie news <laughs> but that's not a movie but um gal gadot got cast as cleopatra oh my god <sighs> i'm tired generally like that's all i saw and then i saw (laughs) i saw um so patty jenkins is the director she's like directing it yeah and she's the woman who did wonder woman so it's like makes sense that she would cast gal gadot in that sense i guess but like I was, the thing that confused me, and I guess we can end this segment on this unless you have something to say about it, but like she had a quote about basically saying how like movie theaters are done after this, which I don't think is true. But either way, she was like, you know, it's kind of dramatic, like movie theaters are done. They're never going to come back. And then somebody tweeted like, well, then why are you, make, like, why are you making a movie nobody's asking for? <laughs> Like you're not saving movies by doing this. <laughs> and that's how I feel. I mean, I don't know who's asked for a Cleopatra movie right now, but or to have Gal Gadot as the lead. Maybe she's it's just Egyptian, gonna be like is a, she? uh no, she's a Israeli. Oh, so they just subbed. They're like, well, we can't uh, get an Egyptian, let's just put somebody else. <laughs> I I guess. I don't know. Close enough. That's just the only thing I remember seeing on Twitter. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'm sure there's other stuff, but like movie theaters are dead after this, so. 
what what does it matter? Batman's pushed back 2022. <laughs> the world is ending. But like, of course, I ugh, I I will still I see I feel like I say this every single time. Of course they are. Like, why are people acting so surprised? And with that, let's take a quick break. We'll see you guys after this. A young woman is involuntarily committed to a mental institution where she is confronted by her greatest fear. But is it real or a product of her delusion? Unsane is directed by Steven Soderbergh, written by Jonathan Bernstein and James Greer, starring Claire Foy, Joshua Leonard, and Jay Farrow. As for the monies, <laughs> its estimated budget was $1.5 million. Opening weekend, it made about $3.8 million. U.S., it grossed about $7.7 million. And worldwide, it grossed about $14.3 million. So... One four point three. I almost did that. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy, is it, fucker? Critics gave it a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 63% on Metacritic. So it looks like Metacritic also doesn't matter. I don't know. I mean, I guess we can get into it later, but I kind of, I feel like I lean more towards Metacritic. I don't know if I liked it. But I didn't hate it. Well, I like it because, as we said last time. Are you talking about Overlord or Unsane? (laughs) (laughs) Unsane. Unsane because it was filmed entirely on the iPhone 7 Plus in 4K using the app Filmic Pro, which I think it costs money, the, the app, which I get. But... And there's a lot you can do. I remember looking into it when I watched Tangerine, another one of Soderbergh's movies. That it's was not a Soderbergh. Filmed. Is it not? Mm-mm. I don't think so. I think it's um, it's the same guy that did the Florida Project. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry, Sean Even Baker. Soderbergh did um. He did another one, but it came after this one called High Flying Bird. High Flying Bird, yes. That one was with an iPhone. I don't know if it's an iPhone 7 still, but still, it's an iPhone. You're right. I was thinking of Sean Baker. Sean Baker. Yeah, he did Tangerine and then Florida Project. Right. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Ready to get into it? Let's go. Okay. So we have a weird opening <laughs> where we open... It's like we're moving through a forest. Um, not like we're walking. It's kind of like a steady. This movie has a, a big theme of like using a dolly um, with really steady movements, which I don't I kind of liked because I feel I wonder if the decision for that was because if you move. What like if you have the like handheld kind of effect, if it looks very much like you're shooting it on an iPhone, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the the opening shots, like I kind of got that it was <clears throat> someone watching this lady. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. But do you see what I mean, though? Like, I, I just wonder. I, I didn't hate it. I'm just wondering the technique of it. Like, if they tried with like a like a handheld kind of effect, but it looked like the motion smoothing was not as good. Oh, probably because they do a lot of like steady movements they don't do a lot of handheld stuff 
Yeah, technically it probably made more sense. I just wonder. I mean, I've never had to I've never tried to shoot really anything, but I've never tried to shoot something like if I do it is with my iPhone and I've never tried something else, you know. Mhm. But yeah, anyways. So we're like I said, we're moving through a forest and the lens is tinted in a shade of blue. And there's some voiceover for some from some guy just talking about how he's first meeting somebody um, and he's describing how they wore blue and that they changed his life. I didn't put the exact dialogue, but that's basically what he said. Um, and I put a note that it kind of sounded like wedding vows, <laughs> like or like <laughs> not, not wedding vows, but like um, specifically when you have like a rehearsal dinner and the groom gives a speech about how they met the person they're married. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, that's what like it very felt creepy. like. Very, I mean, creepy in this context, but if you were to listen to it outside of that, like outside of knowing that this is a scary movie, then it's not as creepy, which makes right. it a little bit creepier. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. And then after this is when we meet our main character, Sawyer at her job. The first thing I love about this movie is the names. Sawyer is a cool is a great name. name. Um, and she's like on a phone call and it seems that she's just like not having her client shit. Um, and it's very funny. I really like that call. And then she freaks out. So while she, I think after the call, she's like talking to her coworkers and she sees the glimpse of some guy, like I think the back of his head. Um, and she freaks out, but she doesn't really say what's going on. She just walks out of her office and then we cut to her being in her boss's office and, I'm very confused. Even right now, I'm can kind of confused about this scene because she's, I don't really remember what they were talking about, but I did make a note that he was really creepy where he's saying like, I think it was, she was talking about like having different opportunities. And he said, maybe you should travel with me to some conference. Was that it? But he kind of like, um, uh, inferred something creepier. Yeah, because it was just going to be them two. He was like, well, you can go with me. She's like, well, I should probably get more experience. And he said something like, well, I can give you plenty of experience or something something like creepy to that effect. Yeah, it was, I, I kind of still don't understand the point of that scene. Like maybe if we're going to flash forward to the beginning and the fact that we learn she gets promoted, like is it kind of setting up how the end happens that she is not putting up with creepy men anymore. Is that the point? Like, I I just don't really understand the point of putting a woman in an uncomfortable situation like that. You know, it just felt overindulgent because especially with the rest of the movies about. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but, um, I, I kind of, part of me does kind of like now that I'm, I guess, dissecting it. I like, that it has, it has obviously a huge <laughs> um, example of what how badly something creepy like that can go, and so maybe they wanted to show a little instance of that that a lot of women have probably gone through, where just like a creepy comment somebody said versus an, a full on stalker. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of I wish. I would I wish I would have understood that scene a little bit more. Um and like you said, after this I start to notice a lot of like peeping Tom kind of 
shots like you were talking about yeah like in the bushes like watching this lady as she takes her lunch break where she calls her mom and you learn that she's um like you like you wrote here it sets up the stage really nicely because i mean a lot of the movies that we've been watching do this really well where they tell you what's happening without spilling it in your face you learn that she's moving into a new place and she's super far from her mom and you don't really know why she moves but you can kind of tell that it was from a stalker yeah i mean i don't i think from this in from this part we don't really know exactly what it is but um yeah they do they do set the stage to where you're not as surprised, especially because of the shots. And I do like how they, it's kind of like a, um, like they subliminally or subtly kind of tell you what the movie's going to be about. Yeah. And I love that. I love the, the technicality in it and how they, it's just all in the, in the camera movements and just the way the, the shots are composed. It, it tells exactly. you so much. And then after this, she goes on a blind date and she tells him that she's not interested in seeing him after the night is over. So I really like her bluntness. And I I forget, I should have wrote this down, but I recognize that actor from something, but I can't remember what it, I can't remember what it looks like now. I did too. I'll look it up while you talk about the next thing. So after this, they... She tells him like her intentions and she takes him back to her place. And I really like this moment where she's like they're making out and she pulls away and she freaks out. And this is when I was typing and I I kind of I couldn't remember because I've seen this before and I couldn't remember if she saw a flash of the, the the guy that will learn later is the stalker but when i looked back it nothing happened like it was still the same guy and so they kind of also set the stage for us to question her sanity which i really liked because if they would have i feel like it would have been less effective if we would have cut like if they would have cut and had the stalker i think his name is like david or something david yes david in the place of the guy that she's making out with if that would have like changed our opinion on her. Cause I think right now we're like, Oh, she's obviously something happened to her and she's still getting over it. Um, yeah. She's seeing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which happens. I mean, it's kind of like, I've never had that specific instance, but when you like look in a room, it's kind of like the whole like hereditary effect where you look into like a dark room and you start to see things. That's like the the thing that I experienced, but I've never had something like this. But I can imagine when you mm-hmm. go through something traumatic like that. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Did you know? Did you find out who it is? Yeah, he is in uh, Unfriended, Dark Web, oh, and yes. The Purge. Yes. I've, and The I Call saw- of the Wild. Um, I've seen him in Unfriended. Yeah, Unfriended. The yeah. Have you seen that one? Uh. I don't think I've seen all of it. I think I've seen parts of it, but yeah. It's not good, but it's a good like movie night movie. Yeah. I can imagine. All right. After this is when they do that the thing that we keep talking about where we finally find out that it was a stalker she's dealing with. Oh, because at this moment she goes to the restroom and the guy just fucking leaves. 
And so she looks up stuff about like, I forgot exactly what it was, but she basically looks up, um, I think support groups or something for people that have support been stopped. Yeah. Um, and I have some, I get, I did kind of not really a deep dive, but I wanted to talk a little bit about real life stalking since this movie is just basically about that. And I have some statistics. So stalking is, there's three things about stalking that I found out. The first thing is that stalking is common. About one in six women and one in 17 men have experienced stalking in their lifetimes. Stalking starts early. Nearly 54% of female victims and 41% of male victims experience stalking before the age of 25, which is insane. Um, And stalking impacts the physical and mental health of the victims. Research, sorry, research shows stalking can lead to depression and post-traumatic, post-traumatic stress disorder. About 68% of female and 70% of male victims experience threats of physical harm during their lifetime. That's ridiculous. That's so sad. I know that's the scariest thing. I mean, there's tons of things that are terrifying about this movie, but the two I can think of is the fact that the like stalking is very much real and happens all the time. And also we'll get, I'll get into it with a real story, but involuntarily being like uh, admitted to a mental ward or a, I don't know what you call them now, but uh, I guess a psych ward. I don't know if that's like not a good term. Yeah. Get people involuntarily getting admitted to those kind of institutions. That is a very real thing as well. You know, I was going to talk about this later and it's like, kind of the big point of this movie, but or at least what I got from it, but I'll just bring it up now. And that I think that's the, the scariest thing about this movie is that it's, it's not only real, but it's, it's, it's two scary things. Like she, she's being stalked and she is involuntarily put into a mental institution and to combine those adds like ridiculously. And like, I would absolutely hate that. I, I can't that's even so imagine. Scary. Very scary. I think that's why I like that movie, this movie so much, because it's, it's not just someone being stalked. It's not just being whatever. It's not, and I, that's the things, those are the things that freak me out the most are the real things, the cults. If yeah. she was being stalked by a cult member, that would be my worst mind nightmare, probably. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, good movie. I do so. want a couple, of, I, I do want to point out a couple more things about stalking, just because I, I feel weird about like um, consuming um, like horror in this kind of, like you said, it is very real. And so I feel weird talking about it if we don't address like the real life implications of it. So I, I want to talk about a couple of tactics and then some things to prevent it. So a, cu- a couple of common stalking tactics, because that's another thing is that some people don't even know that it's happening, huh. um, especially, and this is another conversation for another day. Um, but a lot of the things that are romanticized in movies are stalking. Like it's not, it's not cute. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like some of the stuff like from your favorite romantic comedies or romantic movies are not okay, but here we go. So unwanted phone calls. So they can include unwanted phone calls, unwanted emails, instant messages, text messages, voice messages, or social, social media messages, approaching a victim or showing up unwanted, such as at their home, workplace, or school, leaving strange or potentially 
threatening items for the victim to find, watching, following, or tracking, tracking a victim, and sneaking into a victim's home or car and doing things to scare the victim or to let them know that the per- perpetrator had been there. Um, and a couple of things to prevent this. So everyone can work together to know, name, and stop stalking by helping others define and recognize stalking behaviors. Um, so this falls on the people that like, if somebody's telling you that this stuff is happening and they don't recognize it, that you need to be the one to tell them like, Hey, this is not okay. Um, mobilizing men and boys as allies in prevention efforts, because like we said, men do also experience this, but it is disproportionately affecting women in higher rates. So they have to like, y'all gotta help women out and help protect them. Um, And then creating and supporting safe environments within relationships, schools, and communities through programs and policies that promote healthy relationships. So by you just having, like if you are in a relationship or even if you have a friendship, just being, being a good friend and being able to show people what it is like to have a healthy relationship is preventing stalking. And one thing I've learned because I feel like I talk, I feel like I talk about this too much, but I was an RA in college. And one thing that we, we are taught how to deal with a, a bunch of things. Um, but we're also taught how to deal with stalking. And one of the things we always tell residents is if you think you're experiencing it, or if you think it could turn into it, you have to save every single thing. So if you get texts from somebody, um, if like, like unwanted thing, like if they are sending you emails, if they're leaving stuff at your home, you have to save all of it because when it comes to it and you have to like contact authorities, if you don't, the thing that fucking sucks is that they're not going to take you at your word at the most part, like for the most part. So you have to have evidence. Right. So keeping, and also just having notes, like I was watching a video of this woman that was being stalked and she started to take really detailed notes, like with times, with, um, like describing things of everything that happened. So if you have detailed notes and if you have, um, like if you just keep records of everything, then it helps you out a lot. And just to have like protective things like pepper spray and depending on where you live, um, you can have like defensive keychains. Some of them are outlawed in some places. I think in Texas you can have them now. Um, But yeah, sorry, I went on a little ramp, but now the movie covers some stuff too. We'll get into it later, but yeah. All right. So she goes and I guess after she searches this, she finds a counselor to go to. So she goes to a session. She doesn't go to a group therapist, but, um, or a group session, but she goes to somebody. And after this session, she's like talking about her stalker talking about, like, if you've been to a, a psyche valve, basically the stuff that they ask you, um, like how you've been feeling. And then the common thing that they ask you to um, is like, if you feel like you're going to harm yourself or others. And mm-hmm. so that wasn't like a outlandish question to ask. And the way she answered it also wasn't outlandish. Like, I think she said, she didn't outright say no. I think she said like, well, I feel down sometimes or something like that. Um. After this is the crazy part. So she goes to the receptionist and basically is like, like when you're trying to, after you're done with your appointment and you want to go and schedule another one. Um, and the lady's like, sit down and she's like rude from the very beginning, (laughs) the receptionist. Um, and she's like, 
like Sawyer's like ready to go back to work. So she's like in her like work clothes and is like, I, I need, I want to go. Um, mm-hmm. but she tells her to just go sit down and she'll let her know what's going to happen after that. Um, and she gets annoyed. I don't know why she just doesn't leave. I mean, I guess I kind of understand it to a certain point. You want to be polite. Um, and then a nurse comes into the waiting room and gets her and tells her to come with him. This is my first red flag. If I left the facility, I'm not going back in. Right. Um, but yeah, so the nurse leads her through like a winding hallway and it's very disorienting. Like I, I have no idea where she is at this point in the hospital. Um, da, da, da. And then she gets into one of the doctor's offices. She sits there and then another nurse comes in and, or no, this same nurse goes through her stuff. Like you get, he takes her purse and he puts some stuff in a plastic bag. And at this point, I mean, I understand I'm trying to put myself in her position, but I don't understand how she's not like, Hey, why are you putting my stuff into a plastic bag? I need right. to leave. Like, well, I he's kind of hiding it from her. Like the way the, his uh, body's positioned, the nurse is kind of hiding it. <laughs> But I don't know. I don't have a purse, so I don't. I don't keep my phone in. <laughs> uh, it's like in, everything I have on me is in my pocket. So I wouldn't yeah. let them get the chance to steal anything <laughs> from me. Um. Da, da, da. Sorry. Okay. Da, da, da. So <laughs> I don't. I would just be. Everything is so weird at this point. Like she, another nurse comes in and tells her to take her clothes off. <laughs> I would yeah. be terrified. And she like keeps doing what they're what they say, which I also understand because I I think I would be the same way. I don't know about the clothes thing though. I would I, I would think I would stop it there, but I don't know, who knows. Um and she tries to leave and I think she when she tries to leave it's like locked. Ugh, like my fight or flight would kick in so fast. Um, right? I would deck that that lady in the face. <laughs> But apparently, so I think this is when she learns that the paper she signed, I think she signed something whenever she went to the receptionist area, or no, she signed after her um, her session. And it said, or the nurse tells her that the paper she signed means that she basically signed it so that she could be held for 24 hours. Wow. <laughs> and I really love the way at this point that she's talking to the nurse where she's trying to be like, um, she's telling her like, okay, so that was my fault. I understand. And then <laughs> like when she tells her, or when she's like, oh, I, can I get a call? And she's like, yeah, like, are you asking for your call right now? And she's like, oh, you, it's like you could read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way she's trying to be so nice to this lady. And then she gets her call and she tries to call the cops. <sighs> I don't know why she did that. But yeah, and the nurse was like, she's like, well, the cops are going to be here at any moment. So, and then, she, and then the nurse is like, you know how many times I get calls from this place? <laughs> They're not mm-hmm. going to come get you. Nice try. And at this point, I, w- I wanted to have faith in our systems where I was like, this can't really happen, right? But no, it does. I'm mean, going to have a story. I don't really want to read all of it. Um, because I feel like it would do it some injustice to just read it like a clip, like cliff notes kind of thing. Um, so I will post it. Hopefully I'll remember I'll post the full article if you want to read it in our discord. Um, 
but this happened to somebody else, not the stalker part, thank God. But um, basically the, the, I guess like a kind of summary of it to, to get you to want to read it is that this guy, um, I think he's working right now. It's a vice article. I don't know if he works at vice, but he's, he was a uh, journalist and he just, he was depressed and he did have like suicidal thoughts. And so he called a helpline and the people on the helpline were starting to get like really freaked out because he was, you know, obviously it's kind of, you would think they'd be trained, but they were freaking out because he was having suicidal ideation. And so instead of, I mean, I guess they were trying to help him, but they called the cops to like come to his apartment but he was trying to tell them like, no, like I do want help, but I don't want the cops to come right now. Um, and so basically the cops come and take him and it just, it spirals into him being, I think he was there because it was, he was there like maybe from like the weekend, but there was a holiday on Monday. So he didn't get out till Tuesday. Um, wow. Yeah. And so he just kept telling them like he was pissed at the, office where or at the the doctor's office where he was like hey like I, I understand that like what I told y'all but like I will like just give me a doctor to go to on Monday or on Tuesday and I'll go like I don't need to be admitted right now and they're like no you need to be we right. need to admit you and I don't know it, I, I understand it just it kind of it sucks to read that and to 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 see this movie and see what happens and you're like, yeah, but I still can't be that fucked up. But like it, it is <laughs> where people don't, they, people are trying to help, but they are doing way more harm. Um, but yeah. So that's just a scary little real life story. I think he's, I mean, he, he's fine at the end of it. And um, there's also like other craziness where he got a bill for at the end like when he got back he got a bill for it and he was like i you kept me there when i didn't want to be there that's like, terrible. why are you billing me for it i would I, I mean i don't know what i'd do in that situation but i feel like i just like i would lose my shit yeah and the and it, it also i think he brought up in his article the whole thing about that uh nate jay farrow's character mentions where he's like, your insurance is not going to want to pay for this. So if they know that you're trying to get out and they hear that, like if they call and they figure out that you don't want to be in there, then they don't want to pay. So they're going to like stop paying and the hospital has to release you. That right. same thing happened to him where they were Gosh. like, they were like, yeah, we were closed on Monday. But like, I think one of the workers told him like, they're not going to want to pay. Like if they know you want to get out, they're not going to want to pay for you. So they'll try their hardest. They'll call. I think he said they'll call every single day until you get out. Cause they do not want to pay for you to be there. Wow. <laughs> it's all fucked. Anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, so, but she's not having a great time. We're back to Sawyer. She's having the worst time. Other patients are harassing her. Some guy fondled her breast she saw her stalker it wasn't at this point it wasn't him it was the nurse from the beginning and she thought it was him and so she like attacked him well they say attacked but she hit him i mean i get it but like they made it seem like she like mauled him or something just gave him a good punch and she was like frazzled i don't know like some guy just assaulted her but nobody like (laughs) like she She said nobody nobody did anything about what happened to her um and then the doctor the next day wouldn't let her go um because at first she was supposed to be held for 24 hours but he was like i think we need to hold you longer 
And she was like, why? <laughs> um, and a fun fact about this next scene. So they kind of show her just like not trying to be involved in anything. Um, and Jay Farrow's character, Nate, was holding like a group session or something. I don't know, know exactly what he was doing because it seemed like like he's a patient there. So like, what is he doing group therapy? Like, <laughs> I think the one of the workers is supposed to do it, but she didn't care whatsoever. She was just on her phone. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. But a fun fact about this scene is if you look at the TV in the background, one of Steven Soderbergh, which is the director of this film, his film Full Frontal is playing on the TV. I love those little little Easter eggs, little little things. <laughs> I've never seen that movie though, so I didn't I wouldn't have known that if I didn't read this. So little fun fact. It also reminds me, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny because it reminds me of um what is so the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they have like tons of movies, like sequels after the first one. Mm-hmm. I think it's that. And then there was like a recent one that came out maybe five years ago and it was really stupid um but it had i think it had trey songs in it (laughs) i think it was him why it had like some musician in it and there was a scene where they were playing one of his songs in the background (laughs) 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 and that's what we're watching this oh what a mess i think it was more than five years ago i don't remember when it was but yeah and so she becomes friendly with nate and he is just giving her tips on how to survive the place. Like he's basically telling her like, Hey, well, cause she's given herself a really, um, basically a na- she's made a name for herself at this point. Cause she's attack keeps attacking people. Um, and he's like, Hey, you need to chill out and lay low. And she can't really take that advice. She tries, but she can't take it because in the next scene, she goes to take her medication as you do. And her stalker, is the one that's giving the medication out. And I don't, Oh, sorry. I don't know. Well, she loses her freaking mind, obviously, because it's her stalker. She's like, it's not who he says he is. He's like, you, you need to go to jail. Like I have a restraining order, all this stuff. And she's like going hysterical. He's just like, my name is Greg. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's not Strine. I love, she calls him Strine. <laughs> It's so funny. Also, fun fact. Well, do you know... So the actor's name is Joshua Leonard. Do you recognize him from anything? No. So he is in the Blair Witch Project. Uh, (laughs) Oh. He's one of the guys. I I think he's the one that gets lost first. That's why he's so creepy. (laughs) That's funny. He's in a lot of other stuff, but that's like... The main thing for me, at least. I mean, for Spooky October, we have to mention it. Um, yeah, and like part of me too, I tried, I had to keep reminding myself because I was like, like I, I I wanted her to keep doing that, like playing, you know, the thing that she did with the nurse at the beginning, like being like, oh, like you read my mind, you know, like that kind of persona. I wanted her to keep that, but like with somebody that has PTSD, that like that was probably something she could not control. Or it's definitely yeah. something she could not control. Um, because to her, it's like, yeah, this is obviously this guy. How does nobody else see this? And he, I think it was funny, though, the way that this actor, like, acted. <laughs> like, the way he did it, where he was like, I don't I'm just, I'm just doing my job. 
<laughs> in the beginning, he was really funny. He was. Um, so, since this was your first time watching, I did want to ask, what did you think at this point? I was so upset. I like, obviously she's telling. Oh, I mean, did you I thought she was her? telling the truth. Okay. I I, be- I believed her. I was like. Well, okay. she, uh, I feel like that's two different questions. So you could believe that she believes it's real, but did you think her no, stalker was it, actually there? I, I thought, okay, at this point, at the first time, I thought it wasn't. But then, but then he shows her an envelope with her mom's address. Oh, and yeah, that's when I'm like, all right, we need. <laughs> she needs to like fight this. She needs to like be. Beat the hell you, out of someone. If you notice, though, the way that they frame it can still be called into suspicion. Her, like, her accusing this guy. Because the way they frame it is, like, he's giving her her medicine, and she looks down, and we don't see his full body showing her the address. We just see his hands holding it. Mm-hmm. So the way they frame it is kind of smart, because if you look back on it, you're like, yeah, but, like, did she, like, was that real? It's just oddly specific. Yeah. Like, why not a picture of her mom? Like, why some of her mom's mail? The point of showing the mail is that he wanted to show her that he had been to her house. Because if you just show a picture, you could have got that online. I guess. He wanted a piece of mail so that he could show her. He, like, he had to have gone to her house to get it. I don't know. I, she should have taken. She should have <laughs> taken it at the very least. So. Oh. Yeah. Like, what is he going to do? Keep holding it. <laughs> but yeah. Um. When at this point, so they, <clears throat> all the patients are sleeping like in a common area, which doesn't seem like a great idea. But I don't. I don't know if that's like a real thing or not. But um, Nate at this point is like. sorry he's like always talking into his blanket and it kind of like fits the the vibe where you think he's just talking to himself but then we see that he's talking into a phone and she like sawyer sees this and so she gets him to to like he she gets him to give her the phone so that she can call her mom right she finally tells her mom like what's happening because we also i don't know if we know at this point but she her mom doesn't even know about the stalker at all Right. So she's telling her not only like, hey, I'm in a psych ward. Also, my stalker's here. <laughs> I can imagine her for, for a mother. I know. Um, and then her mom shows up and she is like yelling at the receptionist. And I, I mean, I, I think the mom is too calm. Yeah, I'd be furious. I would have not let. Well, I we'll get into it. But so she gets to. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. So she gets to visit her because she is like, she talks to the receptionist and then she talks to some intake lady and she's like, and the lady's like, this is the best place for her. I don't know. It just felt like she relented so easily. Like she was just like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I know at the end where she was like, oh, I'm going to go come back with police and lawyers and all that. But I don't know why, how you don't yell at this lady or be like, I think. I don't, maybe I just don't know the law, but like, how can you not check your daughter out of a psych ward? Like, how is that not allowed? That doesn't make any sense to me. 
Yeah, they kind of go into it with like she calls a lawyer and she goes to the uh, yeah, but police I, that officers. Just make any sense? The police officers in this they sucked because they didn't do anything. But but also, so she gets to visit her. She's like, "Well, can I at least see her?" And they bring Sawyer out into the lobby from the beginning. <laughs> And I don't know how she doesn't just like what is stopping her from just walking out of there. There uh, is no armed security. I thought about that too. I said, so "What are they, they going to do?" Like, what are they going to do? They're going to no, don't come back, please. That's just a, like I just don't get it. Maybe I just am not like I'm ignorant of the laws. Well, that's that's pretty clear. But like, I just don't get that. Like if I went to a psycho, if you called me and I went to and I went there and they were like, "Hey, you can visit him in the lobby." We're getting the fuck out of there. Like I, I just don't understand how you do, like how you don't at least try. Right? They're all talking about it. Just like, I'm gonna come back. It's I'm gonna, gonna come be... back and get like. Well, let's just leave now. The door's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I don't know. Maybe she just didn't want it to make like make it worse for her. But like, I don't get it. And then Strine is starting to just like fuck with her now. And this is kind of where we start to see that like without a doubt he well maybe not, but to me without a doubt he's real and it's he's actually a stalker because we see him slip a pill into her little cup and she starts to like I don't I forget what he gave her but he, she starts to freak the fuck out. Um and then after this he goes, well, that you can kind of explain away and be like, well, maybe she like, maybe that's in her mind. But then her mom is at a hotel room trying to figure out what to do. And he shows up as like, he says he's like maintenance or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's talking, we go back to Sawyer. She's talking to Nate about the story of meeting Strine. And she wanted to be a med student, but I think she realized she didn't want to do that anymore. But she still wanted to help somehow. So she volunteered at a, at a hospice and she, when she was at the hospice, she was reading to his dad and, um, oh, and I wanted to know too, in the first shot of like, it's like a weird shot of like in an empty room and she's reading to him in an empty room and Strine is just like staring at her. Um, and she's wearing blue. So it's, I mean, we can already tell it's the guy he like his voice is in the beginning. Um, but I don't think I realized that from, from the first time watching it, that in this scene, she was wearing a blue sweater. Um, mm. And then she said that, like, after the dad died, they have a weird scene at his funeral where he's like, he would want us to be together. Oh. I'm pretty sure he did. But, um, and then they show him, well, they don't show it, but he basically breaks into her apartment and then he sends her flowers and then texted her all the time, broke into her house, left her address. Like he just did weird shit. All the stuff that we're talking about and the like what stalkers do is what he did. And then Matt Damon shows up. Yo, <laughs> I was like, like, I heard the voice. I was like, what? There's no way. I but totally yep. forgot he was in this movie. He was a cop giving her advice and telling her what to do. Like all like all, it was tons of stuff. Yeah. That she needed to consider all because some asshole is stalking her. I know, that sucks. Like, I think he said, like, delete all of your stuff, like, social media. Like, <laughs> He was like, do you have any social medias? She's like, yeah, Facebook. He's like, all right, 
Not oh, anymore. she said, it, but it's uh, but it's private, so it's okay. He was like, no, delete it. <laughs> he went into his reason why, but yeah, that's just funny. At that, yeah, I forgot. I should have wrote down all the stuff he told her, but <sighs> so sad. Um, and then back to the hospital. So Strine, <laughs> there's a really creepy scene of her where um, or where Sawyer is talking to Nate, and then Strine is like in the window just staring at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so creepy um and so he doesn't like that he doesn't like that nate is getting close to her so he decides to beat him up and torture him in the basement naturally as a stalker does and then she finds so sawyer finds nate's phone in her bed and she opens it and it has a picture of nate sent to her and she tries to show this is a weird scene too because she tries to show the people like the other like nurses, but they don't look at it because I guess they just like take the phone away because she's yelling at them and running at them. It's just a weird scene. How did he like, I'm going to just wonder with Strine and Strine's mind, how did he see that was going to go? Like what if they did look at the phone? What? Yeah, I don't know. Cause like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know. But he was like right there though. Oh, that's true. But maybe that's like playing into the whole. Maybe make trying to make us I, at this point, I think I do, I think I have a problem with in this movie is at the beginning, it seems like they wanted us to question her sanity. But then at the end, they kind of give up on it. Yeah, I kind of wanted them to keep that mystery for longer. Which I, I don't know if that would have worked out. That's just probably that. That doesn't. I don't think the movie's bad because of that. Because that might just be a personal preference. But I kind of wish that would have happened. I think it would have been too like gimmicky, almost like, oh, she thought it was him, but it's not, and just that over and over again. Yeah, or even do it subtly. I think they did it, but at the beginning when they did it, it was really subtle, and I really liked it. Yeah. And I felt like they could have kept doing that and not made it a gimmick. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe not. Um, and then Strine makes it seem like Nate overdosed. Because I don't think we said this, but Nate told Sawyer that he was in there for... for like, for drug addiction. Yeah, for um, addiction. Um... And then Sawyer, I put I put that she gets put in the psych ward. She's already in the psych ward. She gets put she in gets solitary. Put solitary confinement. <laughs> um, and so now I put a note saying, like, now we know for sure, because he killed Nate, we know for sure that he's not uh that he's real and that he's a stalker. Um so at this point, what would you do? Okay, I thought about this. I I legitimately thought about this. Not that I saw your question, but I would start taking off those gym pads off of the walls. But there's try a to camera. Find something to, to fight. Huh? There's a camera in there. It doesn't even matter, honestly. It doesn't even matter. See what are they gonna do? Come in and then I can escape? Boom. <laughs> but I'm but mostly with Strine. So I mean, I think at this point the the nurses in this ward are like, you're the least of your problems. What would you do with Strine? The same thing? That uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, at the very least, you could use those pads as protection. Mm. Um, rather than being on the wall. At this point, he wouldn't hurt her, though. That's true, but 
she could use them as like leverage to like push him off. So she like, cause obviously he's going to come visit her cause he put there there for a reason to talk to her. I wonder how dangerous it would have been. I mean, she kind of did this, but then like in a weird way, but I wonder how dangerous it would have been to play along. Ah, like from yeah. the very not like she kind of resisted when he first came into the like solitary area, but like I wonder if she would have been like, you know what, you're right, you did all these things for me, and that shows me, <laughs> you know, like play into it. How yeah, fast I feel like it would have been to get her out of there. That would also be a smart thing because, I mean, we learn later that she that he like what his plans are. <clears throat> oh, and she could follow through with his plans and have better chance of escaping later than immediately. So maybe patience would have would have helped her out more. Because I mean, at least I would have came up with something like I, I mean, I probably wouldn't have <laughs> because this is a situation that I don't think I could have ever prepared for, but. Part of me was like, I feel like she should have said, hey, if you just take me right now, then people are going to know something's wrong. I need to have like time to. Well, I think she did say that, though. She was like, I need to go home. And he was like, I don't fit into that world. Right. Well, maybe, David, then you don't belong in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, also, like this movie should have been called The Audacity of Men. The Audacity of Men. <laughs> the, that's the subtitle. Um, also I forgot to mention this I don't know why she didn't just throw up all of the medicine regardless I would I know for a fact I would not take medicine that people would hand me in a little cup I mean sure they're nurses but I'm not gonna if I'm being there held there involuntarily I'm throwing that shit up without a doubt into the pillowcase and anywhere I'm not taking their drugs Hmm. Yeah, but I feel like they have some sort of. I mean, does somebody's tried that before? Yeah, but no. <laughs> you can do like what the guy did in Misery. Have you seen Misery? No. What did he do? So, um, she like Kathy Bates would like give him pills for I think it's for, for like his pain because she broke his fucking legs. But um, he would put it under his tongue, and when she left, he had, he had, like made a hole in the mattress, and so he started to save them in his mattress. And then when she was gone, that was one of the ways that he tried to get out. That he crushed all of them up and put them in her drink. Like he, he they were like celebrating, or I don't know. He he kind of played along sometimes, um, and he put them in her drink so that she could like pass out. Oh damn. So there you go. Got to play the long game, Anthony. Yeah, I think I think I think that would have been her her a good plan for her. Like go through with his plan eventually. Like give you buy yourself more time to to get out. Who knows if that's the safest option though? I don't know. That's true. But anyway, so she at, when she's in solitary, she does have this really satisfying moment of basically like telling him off because I want to say that I would like have a a calm and calculated idea of what I would do. But realistically I would have done what she did and just went the fuck off on him and just like 
just caught on a piece of shit, you know, just like, I, I would never love you, like, all this stuff. She's basically just, like, berating him, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I really love that scene. He's just um, crying. <laughs> <laughs> and then after this, we see shots of, okay, so I was wrong in this area, but we see, like, a shot of somebody hiking or like running in the woods and then we see like a body that's like was buried and i thought it was the mother at this point yeah i thought so too i guess we'll get into it but at this point all we know is that there's somebody buried in the woods um and then little things just start happening to sort of break down the like illusion that strine started to build so after this is when we oh i should have known from this because after that after they found the body they also found nate's body and they were in it was like his body and then uh some other random man in the morgue and so this is when i realized oh the body that they found in the woods was not the mom it was the guy that strine was impersonating the nurse oh oh, i didn't even realize that oh (laughs) Yeah. I wow. Wow. I thought it was the mom and the and the prince cuz he got the prince, right? Mhm. And they were like, "Greg?" or so or whatever. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, they found his prince on the body." But no, it was the real Greg. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. But so they found that um I think oh, this is also when they I think one of the nurses is looking at is like watching TV on her shift. And we also learned that Nate was not addicted to any drugs. He was an undercover journalist. I don't know if we find this now. So at some oh, no, point. it's a little bit later, but I'll just talk about it now. But that's like one of the things that uh, goes into the breaking down of the illusion, because um, another thing I didn't mention is that when Strine was trying to cover up Nate's death, he made it look like he overdosed. Oh, I said that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you said oh, okay. that. <laughs> okay, so then this is when Strine is telling um, Sawyer his plan that they're gonna like live in a cabin or something. He's gonna take her. He said that he's like he he set it up at this point to where he could like take her out of the facility or something. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, it was like because he's she's. She's in solitary. She's like in the basement so he can yeah. escape with her. And she's like, well, what are we going to do? He's like, oh, we're going to renovate a diner. I don't know. He's clearly put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> yeah. But then she has her own plan. And so she <laughs> starts to like. I hate her plan. Uh, yeah. So she basically tells him like, how do you know that you're going to love me? And how do you know that? you're going to be able to like perform in the bedroom kind of thing. And she's like, well, the solution is you need to get Violet, (laughs) which is a girl. I didn't mention her, but she's a girl that's also in the ward with all of them. And so she, he gets her and brings her to the basement. And then it was just basically a whole ploy for her to steal this knife that she like flashed her on the first day that she was there And then she took the knife and stabbed him with it. And then, I don't know, this whole scene made me mad because Sawyer stabbed him and then ran out of the basement and just left Violet in there and closed the door. And then he killed Violet. Man, that was brutal. Why would she do that? 
that, that really made me mad. Um, so she does manage to stab him and she like tries running away, but then he obviously finds her. Um, oh, and then that's what I said, by the way, I was totally wrong. Um, about her mom being the body in the woods. Um, because whenever he first gets her and then puts her in the trunk of his car, she opens up the trash bag and it's her mom. Yeah, that that was rough. Cause he, <laughs> cause they show in one of the shots, her mom's like cross necklace and yeah. she, she finds that and she just starts crying. Ugh. <sighs> so scary. Um, and sorry, I jumped the gun. This is when we see that the news report of Nate, where he was a reporter, um, and he was specifically trying to, he was going undercover so he can uh, like get evidence on the scam that they're trying to pull at the hospital. Oh, and I totally forgot about this, but whenever they found his body, one of the nurses found his notebooks that had, he, he kept like a bunch of notes on everything that was happening. Right. And so all of this was just crumbling as soon as Strine was like taking Sawyer and it just all was going to shit. And so the hospital, at this point, whenever Strine took Sawyer, the hospital also, um, the police were there and they were looking at that lady that her mom went to at the beginning. Um, they found a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of evidence of them. It's basically an insurance scam. Exactly what Sawyer said. She was like, it's just a scam. You need to get me out. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they'd been doing this. They've been holding people so that they can get um, the insurance money. Cause one, I think the lawyer said that they can hold them without a court order for seven days. And so they were planning uh. to hold her for those seven days. And I think I, I'm assuming this was like day five or six or something. Like she was almost out. Um, and all this shit happened. Yeah. So after this, we're back to Strine. Um, and she gets out of the trunk and she starts running through the woods, the woods from the very beginning. Um, they have a struggle because he he finds her. Oh, no, he broke her leg or he broke her ankle or something. But that was that was before this. Um, but basically, they start struggling and fighting and she finally kills him and she stabs him in the eye, which is such a great move. I loved it. Um, what? It, yeah. Does she still does she stab him with the cross? I don't know. She stabbed him with something. I think that was. And the then cross. she slit his throat. <laughs> yeah. So she kills him. Um, yeah. So after that, we cut to six months later. She's eating with one of her coworkers from the very beginning. Um, and we learn that, like I said, she had a promotion. And because her friend's like, why are we eating in this shitty place? If you have a promotion, you have an expense account. Um, and she, while they're like having a great time at lunch, she looks over and she sees Strine eating with somebody else. And if you listen closely, you can hear him talking about, like you hear... I guess him talking about like a girl or not a girl, but somebody he's in love with. Like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I think she's the one, like you kind of hear somebody like, like from the very beginning, the way that they're talking about um, this person that they love. Mm -hmm. Um, She takes a knife. She just goes up to him. Doesn't even say anything to her coworker, takes a knife and goes up to the guy that she thinks is Strine, but then he turns around and it's not him. And she drops the knife and she leaves. Um, yeah, and I just felt really bad for her because even though we got this like great ending of her killing the bad guy and getting away, um, she still is never going to escape him because <laughs> she's always I, going to see him in everything. 
everywhere that she goes. I thought she was going to like kill the guy. She Yeah, I thought she was going to stab the guy. Nope. But wow. And then the way the movie ends, she like leaves the restaurant like and it. she turns back. I don't like it either. <laughs> and it's like a it's like a freeze it's frame. Like, <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's a freeze frame, but it reminds me of the like Bigfoot foot like found footage. <laughs> yeah. She's like looking back and she's like <gasps> Yeah. And the cheesy, the cheesy music plays. Yeah, God, I, I have a note about this, but I, the one thing I really, so I, this movie, I mean, I think it just wasn't like to my liking, but I don't think it's a bad movie. The one thing I do think is bad and I don't like at all is the music. I hate it. it yeah, some of it cheap. was. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Feels like a lifetime movie music. But, or yeah, that's exactly what it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. But overall, like for the whole, like, I mean, plot wise, I'd like it. Like you said, I, f- I did, I think they did a good job of using different scary factors and putting them into a cohesive like movie. Right. Um, and I don't mind the coincidence of everything. You know, the fact that there, it was a hospital that did that kind of scam um that nate wasn't like he was undercover at the same time that she had a stalker there you know i i don't really mind that i didn't think it was too much of a coincidence and i i really liked it i do i will stick with my note of i wish they would have made us question it more and i wish everything would have come together a little bit closer at the end um but yeah yeah and there were some things that weren't clear like the whole body thing like the fact that um i thought the mom was the person in the woods and it took like a lot of brain power to figure out i mean unless that we're just dumb but i i just thought that wasn't super clear yeah maybe just because they didn't he didn't show him killing the guy whatever they could have made it a little bit more clear though it was like i like, I like the movie um but for the cinematography i want to talk about that a little bit because like we said this was made with an iphone i thought it was good i liked it it was fantastic i i just kept on thinking like how do they do this because it just looks so low nice it also did a good job of um because the frames felt so tight to me because it's with yeah. a phone, so you can't, it can't be like a widescreen. But it did a good job of making everything feel really cramped. I also liked the graininess of it. Um, yeah, I just I wish it would have had better music. I feel like it would have been it would have elevated it so much more if it had better music and a better ending. <laughs> better freeze frame. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just I, I don't like that ending at all. Even like that whole six month scene. I feel like I've I feel like they could have done something better. But Maybe. I don't know. Good movie. All right, a couple of fun facts. So the film was shot in just ten days, which is crazy. Ooh. All the hospital scenes were filmed in Pomona, New York at Summit Park Hospital that recently closed. And one of the technical things that I kind of mentioned, like the dolly shots. Um, to get the dolly shots in the film, Steven Soderbergh would hold the iPhone on a DJI gimbal while sitting on a wheelchair and a crew member pushed him around. <laughs> Mad respect. I think that's hilarious. I love that. 
That's really cool. I just, I like this movie. I like movies like this where it's not necessarily, um, I don't know. I, I think it's a really good idea because like I said, it brings two real scary things and mashes them together, but it does it on an iPhone. So technically we could have made this movie. <laughs> We we yeah, wouldn't sure. have the like what what was the budget? Yeah, let like me 1. let me call though. Jay Farrow real quick see if he wants to make a movie with us. <laughs> and Matt Damon. Oh my God, Matt Damon. Um, I also I think I really like. Well, I love the thing the thing that Steven Soderbergh does with his like some of his movies is bringing in like those two elements are scary and it's like a, it makes a good story but they're also super real like stalking is a real like I've mentioned with those um stats is it's something that real that's happening to a lot of people and also this this scam that is also real and happening to people um because like the thing i can think of and i had to look up because i was like did he make this but he made um contagion (laughs) (laughs) so he's just good at doing that kind of stuff where he's like bringing awareness to stuff um yeah and let's listen to him because he knew (laughs) Uh, he, he knew he knew a little plug for contagion i don't know if you want to watch it because we're fucking living in it right now i've heard it's like scary to watch because oh, you like, haven't seen it not in a long time it's fucking eerie i watched it at the very beginning of everything and it's yeah Ugh. i mean the virus in that one this one's bad obviously that one is a little bit worse I think, um, but yeah, it's very eerie to watch that, especially the stuff that, like, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known what anti fucking antibodies were when I first watched Contagion, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, what? Say more. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but just all the terms that they use, it's just scary. But I, 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 I don't know if I'd recommend watching it, but it's interesting. Um, yeah. Final thoughts. I. I thought it was good. I could have used a little bit more and different things, and you really liked it, huh? Yeah. There you what go. What are we watching next time? Okay. I am very excited about my pick because I didn't realize that this movie is available on a streaming service. It hasn't been since I was in college, so I'm super excited to watch it. And I think it's a movie that you've never seen. Um, So we're going to watch Good Night, Mommy. Good night, mommy. Yes. What a funny name. I, th- I have thinking, never heard of this. What if that's not what it's called? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. Um. Yes, let me look it up real quick. It's on Hulu, and I think it's from the same people that made The Lodge. Oh, yeah. nice. Good night, mommy. So you've never seen it? No, never. All right. So my advice. Don't read anything about this movie. Go okay. in blind. I know you usually do, but kind of, I guess to our viewers or listeners, go in blind, just watch it. And then we'll discuss. I do. I think it's, yeah, it's definitely in a different language. So apologies for that. Well, not really fucking read, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for, our listening numbers to go down. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that's okay no but i'm introducing y'all to great movies well and i also wanted to i knew i needed to do something good because at least the people that give us feedback aka our parents did not like lake mungo <laughs> my last yeah. pick um so i wanted to pick something that i think I didn't realize that Lake Mungo could be divisive. I thought it was just generally a good movie, but I guess <laughs> fuck me. I don't know. Um, but I, I think this one, I think they'll really like it. So we'll see. This is the, this is the podcast for our parents. <laughs> I just yeah. try to get them to like a movie. No, I, I think, I think you'll like it. I think people that listen and watch it, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's very good. Ooh. Spicy. But yeah, I won't say anything. We'll discuss. Do not watch Overlord for the love of God. Watch. I've already done it. Good night, Mommy. Uh, but do follow us on Instagram at Brother Sister Show and Twitter at Bro Sis Show. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.